wanted to share with you um, a story that made me think over the holiday season. Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, great to be able to talk with you again. Finally got a moment of peace and quiet to sit down and um, go through a story that caught my attention. Um, found a website. It's called journalistresource.org, and they give all kinds of interesting story ideas for journalists. And I don't know how I ended up stumbling upon this topic, but it uh, certainly did make me think, so I wanted to share with you. Um, how the healthcare system contributes to climate change, a research roundup and explainer. Uh, the medical system, but if you may not have known, is responsible for a surprisingly large percentage of greenhouse gas emissions, and the toll is especially heavy in the United States. Um, and we are going to talk a little bit about how some governments are responding to this, um, what uh, is happening here in the United States, and much more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation on Facebook at hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge or like our page at facebook.com backslash America's Healthcare Challenge. You know, all you really need to do is go walk down uh, the street in any major city and you're going to probably see um, a newer building and I'm guaranteeing it's probably going to be related to healthcare in one way or another. And so we wanted to talk about how um, other countries are doing this, what uh, we can do to improve this. There is a growing realization in the healthcare community about the toll that the practice of medicine takes on the earth. And, um, you know, as you could imagine, the healthcare industry is among one of the most carbon intensive service sectors in the industrialized world. Um, let's see, they account for, according to an article in Health Affairs, 4.4% and 6.4.6% of greenhouse gas emissions. Um, that's according to the paper in Health Affairs, which we'll put uh, a link to. Uh, but what's more interesting, I suppose you could say, is the United States is actually um, pretty heavy in that in the United States, about 8.5% of domestic greenhouse gases came from the health, medical health care system, um, meaning that it could be responsible for about a quarter of all global health care greenhouse gas emissions, which is more than any health care system in any other country, something we're getting used to. Um, so anyway, so Biden administration has, um, this is a priority, has been a priority of theirs, and um, they highlighted this um, at the United Nations Climate Change Conference last November. They announced that more than 100 organizations um, have signed what's called a healthcare sector, Health Sector Climate Pledge Initiative that the Department of Health and Human Services has put together. And I'm going to read to you a little bit about this initiative, which was released. Um, I'm going to read from the HHS website. Uh, today, the Biden-Harris administration is announcing how President Biden's leadership on climate change is catalyzing private health sector commitments to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, strengthen climate resilience, and protect public health. Event with the HHS and VA, the partners across the health sector pledged to cut their greenhouse gas emissions by 50% by 2030 to achieve net zero emissions by 2050, which is in line with the goal. So that's uh, something that 
can be done. And then on the other hand, which we're going to talk about a little bit more here shortly, is like what other options could the federal government do to address this issue, and can they? According to Dr. Rachel Levine, quote, we've already seen the damage done by extreme heat, wildfires, severe storms, and increasing chronic disease burdens all associated with climate change. Um, the beginning of no longer ongoing, of longer ongoing efforts with partners across the industry is exactly the kind of big response we need as a country. Other countries, for example, are also looking at this issue. And let's take a, a look at our friends across the Atlantic Ocean in the United Kingdom. They've got a different healthcare system, one that is totally run by the government. Researchers have studied the healthcare sector's effect on climate change. Many are suggesting that maybe we should look at them for some ideas. The UK's National Health Service has been a leader for many years in keeping tabs on emissions towards a key step reducing them. Um, they created what was called a Sustainable Development Unit in 2008 that began looking at the carbon footprint. According to a paper in 2001, quote, regularly updated and improved upon these assessments, and they now have what's the longest uh, running commitment of anybody in the world. But again, there are major differences between the system because the United States medical system is uh, more of a mix of public and private initiatives. And then, of course, you have different laws in all 50 states, whereas the British model is totally federal, uh, federally run. That being said, there are some things that potentially the government could do, and we will see if that's going to happen. For instance, um, a lot of pretty much all of these places that we're talking about receive reimbursements from Medicare and Medicaid, so they need those funds to stay in business, and therefore uh, there could be some regulatory action that could be taken. Um, CMS released a proposed Medicare rule for 2023 payment for hospital and patient services. Um, this was in April, um, so you can see a link to that in the show's description as well. But they're asking questions for comment about whether or not hospitals or health care systems are setting time-bound program aids for addressing these matters. One such organization, the Cleveland Clinic, which you may have heard of, has set itself its own internal goal to be carbon neutral by 2027. According to their comment, they would, quote, support the establishment of time-bound goals for greenhouse gas emission reduction in the healthcare industry nationwide. So there's kind of some voluntary things. I think the issue that we're all going to be uh, debating or, or following, I guess you could say, is, um, you know, does HHS really have the authority to do that? And uh, according to the American Hospital Association, they urge CMS to consider the burden these new rules that they might introduce could put on the physical structures. It, it could really hit, hit causes the, these uh, these facilities. And you got to think about. I guess when I think about this, I think about um, older facilities in in rural and un un underserved areas or in cities 
that uh, you know they they still have that older infrastructure. What's going to happen if you have to make them spend all of this money to get into compliance with with these potentially new rules? Um, and that's what the American Hospital Association is pushing put back with against. So I just think this issue is something that's really interesting to me. I wanted to share it with you, and I'm going to make sure to share this link. It's on my LinkedIn page. But um, this is something that we need to continue to watch. We've got a potentially new things with the new Congress coming up. We've got an election in two, two years, which everybody's going to probably start talking about as well. But I think uh, this is something that is, is really, really important for us all to consider and have a conversation about. I appreciate your comments as well. Please share them in the comments below. What do you think we should be doing about this?